This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, November 8, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Is membership in the top 1% a lifetime appointment, or can you lose that status? According to Cato Institute adjunct scholar Don Boudreau, membership in the top 1% of income earners is surprisingly fluid. We spoke yesterday. A lot of people spurred, I think, by uh, Occupy Wall Street have been kvetching about the top 1%, and they have, I think, in a sense, conflated people who have high incomes and people who have wealth. And anybody who's read that old book, uh, The Millionaire Next Door, knows that there's a, diff- there's, there's a difference, and in many cases, there's a big difference between those two things. Yeah, I mean, obviously, wealth enables you to earn a high income, but the two, two are different. Wealth is a, is a stock of things that you've either been given, uh, or in some cases stolen, <laughs> uh, or that you've accumulated in the past. And income is the earnings off of that. So for example, if someone is given a house or inherits a house uh, from their parents, that inheritance is not income, it's a stock of wealth that's transferred down to the child. And so if the people living in the house you know, not having to pay a mortgage or not having to pay rent, that's a huge source of benefit, but it doesn't show up in the income statistics as a benefit to the people who own that house. All right. And uh, you've pointed out uh, that even if we grant this idea and talk about just wealth, um, there is big overlap between people who have high incomes and people who have wealth. No question. Yeah. Uh, But there is this, uh, the top 1% has been been a focus for a lot of people uh, as opposed to the other 99%. What do we know about this top 1%? Uh, Well, the top 1%, first of all, you're in the top 1% in the United States if your income is at or over, I think it's $324,000 a year, top household income. I mean, that's that's certainly a, a, a nice level of income, but it's hardly filthy rich. I think by anyone's anyone's standard, it doesn't make you a, you know, you're not set for life by earning one year of that income. Uh, we also know that it's volatile. There was a study done by the IRS a few years ago that looked at people in, uh, actually tracked um, uh, tax returns of individuals or, or households, whether they're filing jointly or, or individually, from 1996 through 2005. So we're looking at actual flesh and blood people. And what we find is that over that nine-year span, 57% of the people who were in the top 1% in 1996 were not in the top 1% nine years later. They moved, which means that other people who were not in that top 1% in, two, in 1996 had moved into that top 1% by, 19, uh, by, by 2005. So there is variability. More importantly, that same study showed if they actually traced the income growth of flesh and blood individuals and households over that span. And what you see is that the further down you go in the distribution of income, the greater is the percentage increase in people's incomes. For example, Tax filers in the bottom 20% of the income distribution in 1996, their incomes grew over that nine-year span by a whopping 91% in inflation-adjusted terms over those years. People in the top uh, 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 5%, their incomes grew only by 10%. And that pattern holds. People in the top 1%, you know, this vaunted top 1%, their incomes fell 
over those nine, that nine-year span by about 30%, just under 30%. So it's, 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 first of all, a myth to think that people don't move. Uh, they do. There's, there is income mobility in America. The second myth these data destroy is the one that says that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. If we truly lived in an oligarchy, then individuals rich today would continue to be in those top categories and their incomes would continue to grow. But these data show that people in top income categories, their incomes actually fall and the incomes of the people in the lowest categories on a percentage basis rise and rise by more than uh, do incomes for people in higher uh, income categories. classifications. That's not consistent with the oligarchy story. That's consistent with the story that we live in a dynamic, fluid economy, which some people uh, become richer, some people become poor. Competitions at work, some firms thrive, some firms fail, entrepreneurs uh, rise, entrepreneurs uh, f- fall, uh, people uh, move in income uh, categories over their lifetimes, people who are in low-income categories today because they're students. Uh, we'll move to a higher income category tomorrow when they're when they're starting young families, and by the time they're in their mid fifties, they'll be in the highest income earning age groups. These things are normal for an economy, and when we actually trace those changes, we get a very different picture than what we get when we look just at what happens to the income categories themselves. The income categories themselves, the top fifth and the bottom fifth, these are not flesh and blood people. These are categories. Looking at flesh and blood people, we actually see a fair amount of mobility. Don Boudreaux is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute and a professor of economics at George Mason University. You can see more of his work at his blog, cafehayek.com, and our website, cato.org.